welcome to the Dental Diaries podcast. It is my honor and pleasure to be here today with um, Dr. Crystal behind the one and only amazing Coco Floss. Yay! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for inviting me. And thank you also for being one of my earliest, our earliest supporters. Um, that YouTube video that you guys made um, talking about Coco Floss, like, you know, that was like kind of set us up, but you know, it was great. We had, we had so much fun. I mean, I have been all over, yeah, your branding, your just the packaging, the boxes, like everything you have done with this product is absolutely insane. Um, I'm sure all of you listeners out there know Coco Floss. I mean, who doesn't, right, today? I mean, who does not know? If you do not know, um, Coco Floss is the most amazing floss out there. And you also, I mean, when I speak to my patients, it's like cruelty-free, vegan, gluten-free, carbon-free, like infused with coconut oil, um, which is, you know, a microbial that we, we speak to, but like your flavors are on point. You've got what? Coconut, mint, orange, strawberry, and your renowned chocolate, mm -hmm. um, which didn't you do a box recently? The, the Neapolitan, right? We did. Yeah. That one was fun. We had strawberry, uh, chocolate, and vanilla all in one set. Yeah. So fun. Like where, I guess, I mean, I want to know, yeah, how you come up with all of these unique like packaging ideas. But I think first, which we always do in these podcasts is we go way back okay. to where it all started as a vision. Sure. So can you tell me as a, a practicing dentist or even like maybe how you got into dentistry to begin with? And then yeah. where that vision came from, how you broke off. And then, like I said, your sister is with the company too. Mm -hmm. Tell us all about it. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, so going back, um, well, you know, my mother is a dentist. So that was kind of like the first, you know, little seeds that were planted, um, you know, that kind of set me on this path in the, you know, dental career. Um, and it wasn't until college that I kind of thought about it more seriously because, you know, with college, then all of a sudden you have to decide, well, what am I going to do with my life beyond college, right? Um, you know, before that, you kind of just have your head down, just one foot in front of the other. Okay, high school, then right. college, okay, what's going to happen after college? And um, I became a chemistry major because I just kind of, I don't know, I loved chemistry. And then... Um, How? How did you <laughs> yeah, love chemistry? That was like my, my number one worst, like... Worse, I took chemist uh, organic chem, I'll never forget, at Harvard for a uh -huh. summer before going to Tufts just to have it oh, under God. my belt. Um, yeah. I didn't know your mom was a dentist. My mom is a dentist as well. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. And the seeds, same story, like as you got to college, did not know necessarily what I wanted to do, one foot in front of the other. And then something like kind of clicked. And then I became a bio major, like to kind of follow in her footsteps. Yeah. So, that's that's so interesting. I know. Well, Similarly, I can't do bio. I mean, bio was, bio was so hard for me. It's <laughs> so funny, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. But um, yeah, so I, I think what really kind of turned me on to dentistry was um, I, I met I uh, met some fellow, you know, I met some other students who were interested in becoming dentists. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting, sort of. And then <laughs> I, um, I ended up doing some volunteer work um, in um, just outside of Boston. Um, we were doing some like oral health education at elementary schools. So we, and, you know, I cut this big poster board um, at the side, like like a giant tooth. And then one of us was a dentist, another one was like a toothbrush. And we went in and we taught like preschoolers or, or like um, early elementary school students how to brush their teeth. And I had so much fun doing it that, um, I don't know, this is me very naively thinking like, oh my God, like 
I want to be a dentist. And this is just after, you know, like walking into like elementary schools and teaching them how to brush their teeth is so different from being a dentist. Of course. Right? Yeah. But um, after the, that experience, I was like, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the, um, the oral health education part of it. I really enjoy like helping people get healthier, kind of giving them the tools to do that. So I think these were like, again, the early seeds that were planted. Um, so much fun doing that in college and then went straight into dental school afterwards. Um, and you know, dental school is hard. <laughs> I mean, I remember the first week, like just like crying. Like I remember my parents took me out to dinner that first week and I was like crying over, over my like miso soup, like crying into my miso soup. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, well, how do you even find time, right? It's like that first year with uh, gross lab and just all of the things it is. It's overwhelming. I remember it very well too. Yeah. And then, um, and then, but then fortunately, um, you know, when I got into the clinical dentistry part of it, I just loved it. I really love being a dentist. Like I love the patient care. Um, but again, I think that a lot of what I love about it is just like that one-on-one, -on -one, like helping people, like helping people like you and me get healthier, right. And understanding what motivates you and me and, um, what drives them and then using those as ways to help encourage them to be healthier. So that's my favorite part of it, part about being a dentist. Um, I find it so fascinating though, because your story is so similar to mine. This is so interesting as women yeah. with moms that are mm -hmm. dentists. Now, I don't know about yours. I'm sure it's the same as mine. Like my mom was so passionate about what she did. She mm -hmm. loved it. Um, and she, but she never said like ever said, why don't you think about this? Like go into dentistry. There was never any kind of push um because she wanted us to find our own way you know and and discover whatever made our, our heart sing so it just sounds like it was the same for you because yeah, um, we discovered it on our own which made it so much better because I think right. when we were younger anyway I think we'd go against anything our moms kind of as much as we love them say you know so true yeah. yeah but I think like you know maybe if our mothers weren't dentists maybe we would have never thought about it because you know it's, it's a little bit obscure right unless True. you have a dentist it's a little you wouldn't think of it no so. I I agree because for me it was like being at a fraternity party literally yeah. listening to the sky it was just like oh well I'm here I'm pre-dent because my dad's a dentist and I was like bing 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 I think it was a, like a junior at the maybe late sophomore year or something where I was like oh that's a good career at least I know right. like I can go out and do something that yeah you know, would be, would be yeah, great and be a job. But, but like you, I fell in love as well with, that's when I stepped into my mom's practice and helped her more and fell in love with the patient care and seeing the designing of teeth and mm -hmm. all of it, like the artistry combined yeah. with the psychology component of meeting people mm -hmm. and talking to people and all of that. So. Right. Yeah, I do. I, I feel like from what I've observed about everything you've done, Jessica, I feel like there's a lot that resonates with me. Um, I, I love what you've done with with your sugar fix dental loft, and now the the whitening bar, and your and your dental soiree. It's amazing. Like if I didn't have cocoa floss, I would love to work with you. <laughs> you know, I love what you're doing there. Oh my gosh, thank you. And I like absolutely love what you're doing too, which is so fun. And I love. I mean, I guess for both of us too, like thinking. That's another interesting too, like thinking out of the box with other things, but. I do feel like dentistry is so that we're all <laughs> artists and super creative. That's why when I'm talking to dentists about um, social media in particular, I'm like, you guys have got it, you know, yeah. like bring it forth, you know, right. in order to yeah. do what you do, you have to have that. Just some of us take it so much further, um, mm -hmm. you know, as you and I have. <laughs>
with other things. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, all of us dentists, you know, we're all, we're entrepreneurs. We, we run our own businesses. Um, when we're learning things as we, you know, we figure things out as we go along. It's not like we went to business school to learn how to run our practices. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, yeah, dental, so, okay. So a few years, um, being a, you know, a few years into practicing dentistry, um, like the first like four years, I didn't have a hygienist. And so I did all my own hygiene very quickly. My schedule became filled with hygiene to the point that I didn't even have time for a lot of treatment, which was ridiculous. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, this tooth actually does need a crown, but let's schedule it in two months. And it's like, well, can it wait that long? It's like, yeah, it's going to have to wait that long because my, my own schedule became so filled. And then I realized like, okay, you know, the fact that I didn't have time to like do all these restorations, um, but all my patients needed restorations. It's like, what is going on here? Everybody has gum disease. Everybody has tooth decay. Why is that? Why is it that all my messages that I'm trying to convey to my patients about how to take care of their teeth? Why is it just like going in one ear and out the other? Why aren't my patients flossing? You know, they care about their health. They come in with a green smoothie. They're wearing their yoga outfit because they bothered to take like a like a soul cycle class in the middle of the day, but like they weren't flossing their teeth, right? Let's so tell everybody where you are, you're in California, right? Yes. You're in San Fran? Yep, and just outside San Francisco. Um, generally, I mean, the hardest Silicon Valley, I'm just steps away from the very first YouTube office. I'm um, steps oh. away from like this entrepreneur uh, university called Draper University. It's just a bunch, it's like a techie, yeah. Like oh my gosh, techie. I love it. I just wanted people to understand when you said green smoothies and- Oh yeah. The, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so that the connection was made because that wouldn't be happening in right. <laughs> Yeah, the community was very ahead of the curve, you know, with regards to like green smoothies and athleisure. Right, and so you decided then out of dental school to obviously, so not practice with your mom and then start your own practice or did you, did you buy a practice or what? Oh, okay. So I, I so I, I did, I work as an associate for another doctor in San Francisco part-time and then I actually, in the other part of my like the other half of my week, I actually built my practice from scratch out of a chair that my mom had collecting dust. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, that was where, you know, then that's when the creative juices started flowing. It's like, well, how do I get patients in this chair? How do people learn about me or know about me? Yep. Um, so yeah. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. Okay. So then, then I've, I've since bought a practice, um, to mostly just to acquire a larger space. So now I have a practice, um, five chairs um and now my mom works with me it's kind of oh I love that I was going to ask because five yeah I was like five chairs is big and you just had a baby so I was like you yeah. have someone else helping you because you know I know thankfully my mom also really loves what she does so um I mean the only thing that she doesn't love about working in it so much is that um she's guess it's not you know she doesn't get to see the baby as much but uh, she working so she oh, good. Well, dentistry has that flexibility for mommyhood mm -hmm. on so many levels, like where you could bring the babe in and have the babe. I mean, I'm sure, like I said, you have the space in, in the back or whatever, know. you know? I, I thought about building a nursery in the office. I think we all do having babies in the beginning um, if you have the space for it. It's so yeah. fascinating, too, because I think of um, if you are building, people that are building out their practices and you're new out of dental school, like even a couple of years, you don't really know or take into consideration the things that you know so many years later that you would have room for or have mm -hmm. more room, you know, like AKA mm -hmm. a nice office that you can enjoy, even though people say you shouldn't be thinking of that because you really shouldn't be sitting down or living in there. You need that like to give yourself 
that that time, you know, in between and away from everything and the interruptions on occasion. But like, there's in so many offices I've been in, like they don't have a doctor's office. They don't have like a team, like meeting room space and mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Just trying to get the extra op in, scratch the extra Ooh. op because you'll end up, I think, producing so much more, giving everybody the space. That's true. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, not yeah. surprising how that works out. <laughs> right? Yeah, true. Yeah. But so you have your practice now. Your mom's in with you, which is great. Yeah. And I have a couple of associates now who have started helping me this year because I knew the baby was coming. Um, and I've kind of taken a, a little bit of an extended maternity leave. I know most dentists don't take a very long maternity leave. Right. So that's true. Yeah. I didn't take anything, but um, oh. but I couldn't because I didn't have. Well, actually, I take that back. I did on my third. My third. I was like, that's it. This is it. The third. Like, I'm going to give myself the time and it's hard to find. Um, it's, it's difficult, definitely difficult to find. And, you know, as dentists and we're perfectionists and controlling and like trying to find someone, you know, that's only going to be there for a short period of time. So if you wanted to take eight weeks or, you know, I think I took, I think I took six, maybe, maybe it was six. Um, after Blake, after my last, but, and unfortunately it was just like the perfect timing. The stars aligned where I met this dentist and she had been over in Dubai because of her husband. She had sold her practice Lincoln Park, went over there, had just come back and was looking to be an associate somewhere. And so she came in, worked for me, which was amazing and a blessing for both of us because she helped me. Um, we were just so similar. And then she ended up um, taking things from my practice and opening her own practice, like, you know, like kind of the vision and yeah, but I do a lot of cosmetic, which I love, and she learned a lot. Um, and now she's been, yeah, in her own practice and loving it on the North Shore, which is incredible. So, yeah, yeah, so it's good. But I mean, I do think it's important to give yourself time, but it's hard to, right? As yeah, as the overhead is so high, and it's just like, how would we be able to do it? But <laughs> there are babies, got, too. yes, <laughs> right? Babies, right? But it's just getting baby. Yes, it is. Of course, that is, that is, it, I always refer to it as my baby too, but getting through the quarantine time just showed us like you can make anything happen. Um, As far as, you know, when they say have three months of secure, like security, you know, safety net, we just also learned like you can tap out, get through and still (laughs) keep chugging. (laughs) I know, I know. This year has been such a roller coaster. (laughs) Right. I know such an incredible roller coaster and you were pregnant for a lot of um, it. Yeah. 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 I was, yeah. I mean, I ended up, I, so my patients kept asking, oh, when are you going to take off for your maternity leave? When, and I, I couldn't even pick a date. Like I kept extending it. I was pretty much willing to work up until the day I delivered if I, if it was physically possible. Um, but it, yeah, but because of, um, you know, the shelter in place that happened mid-March and my, my doctor telling me, you know what, you shouldn't go anymore. So that kind of forced me to take a maternity leave earlier than I had planned. Yes. Yeah. But I'm sure, so you're an entrepreneur, obviously you have this amazing company that we're going to launch into that, oh my gosh, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> like everywhere now. I go into Target and I see you, I see you everywhere. I'm, and I literally am just like smiling ear to ear because it's so incredible. But I am sure you are so incredibly busy that there's no way this is, I mean, a quarantine isn't going to stop this from being manufactured and going. I mean, this is a company that's constant. So, but it is a company you can work from your laptop, right? Lifestyle. So probably be at home with your baby doing right. all the things. 
So I'm sure it wasn't just like a AKA maternity leave. You were working yeah. from home, right? Probably exactly. meeting with your sister and doing all of the other things. Exactly. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> yes. Basically, I feel like um, it was kind of great because, you know, being stuck, stuck at home, I got to work more than ever on things that I never had time for. And honestly, even just like making time for a poet podcast with you, like if I was already back to the dental office right now, I, it wouldn't have happened. Right. It would be really hard to schedule it. Overwhelm. Yep. I know. I know. Cause you work after work, after work, like you just work <laughs> constantly. Yeah. On. And exactly. I mean, I can relate, um, with you with that because, and I think I've spoken to this before, but, um, stepping into the beauty in that for us as entrepreneurs, having other things is that we couldn't do that one thing that we do that we're good at, you know, our practice it, like our practices, like we could not even think about it because we were closed. We knew that, um, there were no cases to deliver. There was nothing standing. So that as well, for me, I was able to go fully into usually when our mind is, is taken up because we're thinking about all those other things. It was like, okay, those are all off. And it left a hundred percent of the space and room to like think creatively. Yes. You yes. Know, like you just said creative. I mean, my creative juices, I was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it was so good. And I, like I said, I loved that time and I'm so grateful yeah. for it. Um, so true. Yeah. Created vision, like more vision yeah. for a company on like where you're going, what you want to do mm -hmm. um, and all the things because dentistry is, um, is so rewarding, but so exhausting in that you know, in that right of like patience. I, I think it's because of what everybody needs a piece of us, right? To like, I, you know, we love our team so much too, but like everybody needs us, our patients need us. They have things, everyone has things. Yeah. Um, and then I have kids and now you have a child too. They need us too, so, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's all consuming. I mean, you know, the dental practice, it's like the, the whole day will go by and you don't have time to even look at your phone and text messages, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. yeah hardly even to look at your watch, you know, your iWatch text messages. So yes, yes, um, yes. you're right. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you. I mean, being at home has been a lot of fun. Like just, I mean, like you, I feel like creative juices have been flowing. I have so many ideas and I can finally, I finally have time to just like bring them into fruition. It's, it's great. Yes. Yeah. And what's so great for you too, if you decided, which this is what I love about life and like the world's your oyster, you get to decide you've built this amazing thing. Maybe that's next chapter, maybe not, but you, you know, you get to, like I said, choose. And the timing is so perfect because I think everybody understands having with that quarantine time and everybody, our patients, my patients know I have this. They know, you know, what I have done. They've watched it grow the same way. I'm sure your patients have seen you evolve in your business. And so it really is no surprise I think coming back, I think people support that cause and are happy for you saying, Hey, that's amazing. She's like stepping in to, you know, that space. Right. Um, and especially your patients, like I said, they're seeing your product all over. Yeah, that's true. I hope so. I, I do feel yes. often. I'm in Chicago. And I, when I was in Arizona, Arizona at the Spear Center one year, I think that was like, yeah. I don't know, a few years ago. And I remember seeing your product in the boutique in the little store. Yes. I did a shout out then. I was like, oh my God, like, yay, <laughs> this is amazing. It's like here. And like yeah. I said, now it's yeah. in major, major, uh, big yeah. stores. That, that store was our very first uh, physical retail store. So oh I'm very yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
It's so good because everyone, when you're in a hotel, like seems to forget, you know, forget your floss. You can get a toothbrush and tooth, a toothpaste at the front desk, but you can't right. get floss. So for right. those of us that, that need it, or like I said, especially with a little boutique though, your floss is so boutique that you just want to purchase it because of the packaging, aside from the fact that it's the best floss out there. Um, yeah. But so tell me about or us about um, where the vision, okay, so you have your practice. Okay, we just talked about not having time with patients and a practice. So how did you kind of manifest like the whole idea, like behind the Cocoa Floss? Like how the heck did you get it? Uh, package, manufacture, going to where you are now. Like that's not a lot of time. How many years ago was that? I know. I mean, I think my ideas started coming out like in 2012 and then it wasn't until like 2015 that the product actually became like real thing. Yeah. Um, but it all started, I think, okay. So you know how I told you I was doing all my own hygiene and my schedule was totally jammed. So eventually what I had to do was hire hygienists, right. To take up Okay, so by the way, so the practice my mom had was two chairs. <laughs> built my practice out of that one chair. And then my schedule was so filled that um, I ended up having to take the office from my mom half the, day, half the days of the week and hiring two hygienists to work simultaneously while I just did two like hygiene check, you know, doctor checks for the, it, it makes no sense, right? I had no doctor chair. There were days where I had no doctor chair. Yeah. Which sounded for any person who's running a dental office, that makes no sense whatsoever. But that actually gave me time to like in the back, I was like kind of like tinkering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I had no choice. It's like, what am I going to do? My patients need hygiene. And I, you know, at the end of the day, like it's not, it doesn't make sense for me to always be doing the hygiene. I need the hygienists are better at it than I am. So um, that was kind of like a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, but of course, like, you know, my mom also needed chairs. So there were days where I couldn't work there. So I was probably working dentistry three, four days a week. And then the other days I started um, uh, working on Cocoa Floss. But the other, the really big catalyst was um, getting my sister on board, who you mentioned, um, Catherine. And she, um, she's just an entrepreneur, like, like in her heart, she's an entrepreneur. Like she, she very much wanted to start a company and the, the, the time was just right for her because she had started a company that she it was like an art startup. She wanted to help artists um, find buyers and um, commission original art. Um, and uh, she had a hard time with it. She worked on it for at least half a year and, um, wow. you know, was even trying to pull me in to help her. She was like, can you help me with my art startup? It's like, wait a second, Kelly, I have bigger problems here. And I do realize like how prevalent tooth decay is and gum disease and how <laughs> my patients won't floss. Like it's such, it's such a ridiculous problem. And she was like, that's, you know, she also was one of them. She didn't want to floss at all. She's like, you know, that's the most boring thing. Like she went to Stanford, her friends were like starting like, you know, companies that were like, you know, in her mind changing the world. And she's like, you want me to make dental floss? Really? <laughs> um, but you know, after, after like her, you know, trying and failing with the art startup, I got her to like, you know, please, I was like, take a look at this problem again, because it's, it's a big problem. Like day in, day out, I'm drilling and filling teeth. Day in, day out, I'm telling people about their gum disease. And my chairs are filled with, you know, dental hygienists who have to clean people's teeth because people don't know how to do it themselves, right? Um, and so then um, she finally started to, you know, turn an ear to it and realize like, okay, I think you're onto something. You're right, this is a problem. And she started to ask her own friends about it. And certainly everyone has their own like personal story about like, you know, their own their, their own cavities, their own gum disease. And then um, she's like, okay. Uh, it was basically, that was when 
things finally started to take off because it does, it, it took, takes a lot of time. And my sister decided to devote full time to this project. And that's when things wow. started. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now this makes a little more sense. Yeah. Just no like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you were the visionary <laughs> and, and then, and she, she just kind of like boxed it, boxed it up. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then between the two of you, you've come up with, um, the rest of like all the other yeah. flavors and stuff. Well, Jessica, it's really amazing what you've done. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have a secret sister who's like, who's <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So I have Catherine, fortunately she's yeah, very creative and very capable. Yes, she is. I mean, that's just Oh my gosh. Insane. Because so I, um, cause I love creating things too, but like, so if I onboard a client, for instance, I always dream about things. I'm like, Oh, I want them to get this cute box. Like I always think of that, like how yeah. then, and I've uh, even with sugar fix when I first started there with the, um, I had these beautiful, like Victoria's secret bags made. They cost so much money, you know, the pink and white stripe with the rose green ribbon, um, all of the things. But, but now, like I said, for boxes, they're hard to get in design. And like, I always get so stuck because I'm so busy and I don't have enough time to like figure it out. But like, I'm looking at you behind like that box or your Halloween box right now on your website. Just I'm like, look at this trick or treat box. Like, this is the cutest thing ever. I'm like, how, you know, do you get that, that done? Um, so I love that you've been able to yeah do, she's been able to source. Yeah everything you need and find the people to do what you want to do. Cause I know with whitening gels and stuff, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. It just, yeah. I mean, it just takes a lot of time. You need, you need time, um, yeah. to devote. Well, it kind of goes back to how my sister wanted to support artists. She wanted to help artists find, you know, be able to like support themselves. Um, cause you know, like the gallery model, for example, like if you look at like a, you know, you go to a gallery and they're selling a painting for $2,000, the artist probably only takes home at most $600 of that $2,000. So really? it's very little. Yeah. Like they take more than a gallery takes well more than half, which is pretty nuts. That's I, why. Okay. Well then that makes sense. I didn't know that when I was just in, um, we flew down to Charleston because mm -hmm. I had dreams about it during quarantine. Very bizarre, right? Like I'm a big universe person and I had never been there. I've been to everywhere else, but like I dreamed about it twice. And then I mentioned it to my husband. He's like, you have to grab my iPad. He had been looking there the night before it was on his iPad. Literally, I was like, okay, we need a flight. Um, but there was a space that I loved that we parked in front of. And I was like, oh, white hot do like we need a white hot here. Like this space, yeah. white building, whatever. But so fast forward, I did some research and it had been an art gallery on King Street and the rent was like $10,000 a month. And I'm like, how does an art gallery pay that, you know, for rent? Because I think about us as dentists, even like what we pay in rent, but what we have to produce. And I'm like, how does that happen? Because I was just thinking about how stressful it would be to have to sell. I was like, you'd have to sell a couple Three thousand, two thousand art pieces of artwork, and who's coming in up the street to buy those? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'd be stressed twenty four seven, but I didn't realize that they take home as much, which makes more sense. But yeah. still, there'd be stress in trying to find the buyers for that. I don't. That's a. I know it's a tough business. This is why I didn't work out Catherine, but because, yeah, uh, you know, because I'm passion. Um, we use Coco Floss to help support artists and, you know, hiring them to do beautiful artwork for us and make it really fun. Ah, I love that. I yeah. love that. So you have artists decorating like 
behind you, the paradise. What is that about box A paradise? Yeah, this one's paradise for your smell. I wish I had it to show you because it's, it's so cute because um, it, it, there are six sides to a box, right? And you could like flip it and you, if you look at the top, it's the sky and the bottom is the base of the ocean and you and the sides are like the beach or the earth. It's I really can't. fun. I cannot. <laughs> You guys, like seriously, they are the cutest boxes I've ever seen that you were designing. Now it makes sense, like an artist is designing it and how, how you get it to the person to put it on the box. So I know, like there are all these steps. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so yeah. much. I know, it is a lot. Did your sister then do the design for the, cause it's so, I love how creative like your packaging is for your actual, the floss containers with the floss so you can see it and how it says like how much you've used and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, we did that together. The very first packaging we did it all by ourselves. Um, and the goal was, you know, kind of, because so, people, people have a hard time remembering to do it every day. So we wanted to help people hold people accountable. So if you use our floss every day, it'll last exactly two months. And so we want through the back, you, you can see how much you have left and it'll kind of keep you going. You know? yep. So our, our customers are on subscription and they know that their floss will last exactly two months. So they have to stay on track. Saying <laughs> yes. that floss will be in the mail shortly. It's so good. And you have, don't you have a, um, like a floss challenge too, to hold people accountable? We do. And thank you again for being one of the first people to actually tell people about it. Yeah. We have a, the 21 day flossing challenge. Um, you can actually go to 21 dayflossingchallengecom to sign up for it and you can even sign your patients up for it. Um, and it basically is, um, you just put your email in and then we send you 21 days of floss motivation, kind of like fun factoids and motivation to, to floss every day. Um, and the goal or the intent is to build a habit. So hopefully after 21 days of flossing, you'll feel great, your gut will feel better, and uh, you'll be able to continue doing that beyond the 21 days. I love it. I love it. Um, habit is everything for sure, as we know. And I know so many dental practices carry, I mean, we have your beautiful glass um, again, you know, like for, for dental practices out there, know that you can get this floss and like, you know, sell it. We give it away as part, I'm a fee-for-service practice. So like I love to give like things like that. Like, so we have your floss in our office. Um, but that would be, that's really something to get them. You know, I think every office should do that with their patients. It would be incredible. It makes it so fun and it's so positive. And like I said, it's creating yeah. that habit, which is really, really good. And giving yeah. them something they would want to continue using um, that is, like I said, so packed with love. And it's got all the things. Like we said, the vegan, the cruelty-free. I mean, for those of us that have patients that are, you know, like, did, you know, want all of the, the ones that shop yeah. at Whole Foods and, <laughs> right. you know what I mean, clean exactly. uh, people. Yes, it has, like I said, just everything. So something yeah. for all of you dental peeps out there, definitely maybe uh bring that up in your next meeting or yep. something new to bring to the office i think that's a, a great great thing and then of course for all of those shopping online too it's amazing but we have we're able to educate on it you know mm -hmm. and get, get people on board more so than anybody else so you also have a gratitude set which mm -hmm. i love how did that come about uh, I mean, basically, I mean, all of our little like gift sets we have are kind of just like ways to um, encourage 
people to like, I mean, because we have our like following of avid flossers now, like you being one of them, you know, like, you know, you love Coco Floss and you kind of want to tell people about it, but it's like, love, yeah. different ways to do it, right? Because otherwise it's like, why are you, it's almost like, are you trying to like hint something? If you give someone a floss, you're like, are you telling me I have like, <laughs> bad gums or um, bad breath or something? But um, you know, kind of like putting it all together like a gift and that way, um, you know, basically to encourage gifting because um, we want, we want everyone to be healthier. And so we're just trying to help make that easier. I love it. And you have, so in the, in this little, like, that's not the happiness or it is the happiness set, gratitude set, which I love that it's so positive. So your company is like so incredibly positive too, behind this like fun, yummy, like floss, but you have like a journal, a gratitude journal in there, some like fun stickers, like other things to make that the floss is in with to make it, yeah, really fun to gift somebody without yeah. a direct hit of like, here, have some floss, which I still honestly think your floss by itself is a great gift. And I think people love it because of packaging and what it is and all of it. I don't know. Like I'm thinking about your red boxes for peppermint from last year. Um, yeah. You did those at Christmas time, you know, the holidays which is mm -hmm. so great. And I mean, just that red box was perfection. Like that's a gift by itself. Totally. Thank you. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, whoops, sorry. Oh no. <laughs> the, um, so do you want to speak also, so with all of the positivity, like around um, everything that you do, like I said, to make flossing fun with the whole, like I said, I love your floss party and you have philosophy and all of these like cute little, um, I don't know, names and for everything you do in the way, like I said, you, you say it all, but um, the nonprofits, you do a lot to give back as well. And yeah. now like I said, talking about your sister with, um, it makes all of this, makes sense too but do you want to talk about I know like I said years ago you were um giving back to the the Philippines that was when we did that YouTube that video um, yeah oh and yeah. a lot more right yeah so I mean I guess there's all kind of I mean so these problems that we have with um like dental caries and gum disease they're they're universal unfortunately right and like as a culture, like human, the human race, we're just become so accustomed to um, tooth decay and gum disease as being accepted and normal that, yeah, we think it's normal, right? But it's actually not. Um, but no matter who you are, whether you're like the Silicon Valley CEO or you're like the kid running around in like a Philippine province with no shoes on your feet, right? Like same problems. Right. Um, and so basically with our brand we we're hoping i'm hoping to like just kind of have a louder voice um like a platform from which to kind of like tell everyone how to be healthier um because you know even in these most very rural places um, for one we do support them and we you know donate to them and we support like a dental clinic there and we give them a floss but also just the fact that we um are a cool brand um kind of encourage them to like be like oh what are they you know what are they talking about okay that sounds interesting and that sounds fun and um so yeah, encourage like educate people on the importance of their own um, teeth and their oral health and well-being overall. Um, so yeah, we we support um, this organization called Philos or Philos Health. Um, I've been with them a couple uh, twice already to um, this province of called Hagna in Bohol, and um, we there in that 
in this town, we've built two dental clinics and we provide free dental treatment to um, the children there. Um, and by the way, the Philippines is among the most caries ridden um, countries in the whole world. I, it might be the top two. Um, mm. And pre-COVID, <laughs> pre-COVID, we were very proud to say that um, this one elementary school there, we were, we were like basically just like, we were so close to making the, the very first completely caries free elementary school in the Philippines. Oh, wow. um, we were so close, but you know, with COVID, uh, I, who knows if we, we didn't get to finish like measuring the results because of COVID. Right. So um, that's kind of on hold right now, but we're reopening the clinic soon. We're just getting all the requisite, um, you know, safety protocols in place um, so that we can open again. Um, but yeah, I'm just so, yeah, I'm excited about, you know, creating a, yeah, the first, creating the first Carrie Street School in the Philippines. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the organizations we support. Um, and then this this holiday, um, all of, like the, the boxes you were mentioning, this yes. Paradise for Small boxes, <laughs> they have a lot of like endangered species on the packages. And um, uh, a portion of the sales for all of these little holiday sets will support the Wildlife Conservation Network and these specific endangered species. I love it. Does that speak to your heart or your sister's like yeah. animals? Yeah, for me, I, for me, what really gets, I mean, for me, it's the children with the tooth decay because it's really awful like how bad how bad it is over there um the last time i went which was last year um the, the day we arrived you know we landed in the on the island and then that same morning you know you arrive at the school and there were a hundred children standing in line waiting to have their teeth pulled which is like horrific right like yeah. we're so lucky we live in the u.s where that doesn't really happen but like you know just crying children waiting to have their teeth pulled because they're they have abscesses because they're in pain because they can't eat and you know that's not a fun experience for anyone. Nobody likes doing that. I don't like doing it. They're they're not happy. Yep. Um, so that's you know, that's what really motivates me. Um, and for my sister, I mean, for me, I, I care about the endangered species as well. But yeah, the, yes. the endangered species and, and animals is definitely for my sister. She's um, very passionate about conservation. I love that. Well, I I love that. I mean, you're doing so much and you're sharing. You know, like I said, your vision behind it, which you can pick and choose. Like I said all those things that speak to your heart and, and give back. Right. Incredible. I agree. I've spoken to this on other podcasts, the, um, and I know it's such an odd time right now. And like we blinked and this year has gone by and hopefully right. there is an end in sight. But when we are able to like mission trips are the best thing that you could ever, ever gift yourself. Um, I've had been fortunate enough to go on several, um, throughout my life and will continue to when I can get back out there. But the last one that I was, um, when I, that I was at in Haiti, same thing, like as you were saying, but I, at that one had the opportunity instead of extracting, like I, all of the dentists around me were extracting. And because I love like cosmetic dentistry so much, yeah. um, we actually, I actually had a handpiece and was able to use like oral surgery instruments to pack bonding, but like the anterior teeth that were decayed, I was able to keep their teeth and do yes. work on their anterior teeth to, to maintain their smiles. And yes. like, I have photos of the black, like their before and afters and their smiles after that were so big. And, but every yeah. day the line would get longer and longer because it would go through the town like wildfire, you know, right. and, right. doing. and it was just so, so, so rewarding and so incredible. And everybody like needs to experience that at least once. Totally. Um, yeah. I so think that much. my, right. I think it's my experiences in these places that, provide me like if it's a source of daily gratitude for me like I wake up every day so happy like grateful for just like 
the bed that I sleep on, the water that comes out of the faucet, um, you know, really simple things. Like I'm so grateful for it because I've been to places that have nothing. Yes. No, a thousand percent. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, yeah. completely. So what do you vision wise? Like, so you're a new mom, you are just coming out of quarantine, your brain is exploding with new ideas or maybe, maybe it's not because you're, you've got baby brain and you're tired because I remember <laughs> those days too. Um, both, yeah. But do you have like for the company, I know, you know, with it having grown, I don't, do you have a, you have a separate space for it right now? Like, um, you have an office. Yeah. An office. And then people, right? I know um, so many, like Dr. Connie, that I had the pleasure of speaking with, whom I adore. She was just telling her story. I don't know if you listened to her podcast, but she goes all in about how she's like, I will be a Coco Floss intern. I mean, that was her mission, like in life in the beginning. And she speaks to that. And um, now she's with you and so excited. But, oh, so amazing. Adore her. Um, So you have, are you, how are you doing this? Like, do you have, yeah, I mean, you've got some interns, um, you're in all the stores. I mean, how are you keeping up with it all, growing your team and what is your vision for the company? Well, so yeah, pre-COVID, we wanted to bring Connie over to California for her summer in between, I think it was D1 and D2. Um, But because of COVID, she kind of had to stay put. Um, And all of us are staying put, as you know. Right. Um, So I guess, you know, it kind of like, kind of shifts how we think about what we want to do with our business and how we want to operate as a company. And I guess the cool thing about it is that it, you know, really opens our mind to like, well, you know what, maybe it doesn't matter where you live. True. You know, we can hire the best minds to work with us at Coco Floss, um, no matter where they live. Yes. So that's great. Yeah, we have team members in Arizona, New York. um, Oh my gosh, uh, Montana. I think one of ours just moved. <laughs> I think it was Montana. She just moved, but it really doesn't matter. They could be anywhere, right? Of course, yeah, um, yeah. And then, um, but we do have our warehouse in San Mateo, California, which is just you know steps away from my dental office. Oh. Um, we, we do like to have that warehouse because um, when you've received our packages, it's really important to us that we share delight with our packages. So you know, especially the dental office, we get packages all the time, every day from dental suppliers and they're pretty dreary <laughs> it's like okay here are more saliva ejectors right but we know we want you know we want to, like, both the you know consumer customer and also our dental customers to open the package and be like oh, i have a cocoa floss it's here yes so, oh um, beyond you beyond do with your packages i love like i wait for a till a moment when i have a moment so i can do like a box unveiling like that's how good they are yeah so yeah, so we have our um, our warehouse in San Mateo, and, and our goal there is to just you know continue to spread and share delight. And um, yeah, this year has been, despite COVID, we've, it's been a growth year for us. Really exciting. We have coming next year, um, and our team's growing. Um, it's just so much fun. I you know the sky's the limit. And yeah, again, like like being in like having to take a step back from clinical dentistry and like having our high hands tied from clinical dentistry really gave me the opportunity to like. Um, think about what I wanted to do with Coco Floss and um, it's so exciting. Now I just have to figure out how I'm going to fit it all into my schedule. <laughs> I right. promised everyone that I'll probably be, you know, more fully back to work come January. And but so by then I need to figure out how I'm going to, you know, manage my time. <laughs> right. But that's, like I said, the, the beauty in you creating something. If you have a calling and a mission that's like bigger than you, dentistry may have been the stepping stone to get you there, you know, and that it's okay for you to let go of that, still maybe have your pulse on it or do a day, you know, and, and take this incredible thing you have created to the next level. 
you know, because I do think that, that patients are like, wait, you know, why are you, you went to dental school and you became that dentist. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to be there, but you get to, to decide that. And that's what I think like the silver lining to, like I said, the right time is because it's the first time ever. Um, you probably have been able to feel like I did of it's like a hundred percent. It's the only, it's the first time I was a hundred percent stepped in and able to just think about that one thing, which felt so, so good because you're able to do so much more and reach so many more people. And, you know, like I said, just, I don't know, just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's just rocket ship, you know? (laughs) I mean, you're helping me make, you're helping me feel better about it because I do also feel like pretty fair amount of guilt because <laughs> I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to abandon my patients. Like I want to be there for them and I will be there for them. But like going from like roughly full-time dentistry to cutting back, it's like, it's going to be a interesting shift, but they've done well without me for the past, you know, six exactly. months. So. Exactly. And they adore you, but at the same time, like I said, they see it to me. It's like one thing, if you're like, oh, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Then that like, maybe they'd kind of be like, uh, but when they, like I said, are, are going to do their little run, their little shop and run, and they're like, oh, there's like, ah, our dentist or whatever. There is so much, like I said, they're, they will so understand, um, one, being a mom, which just makes life so much busier to begin with. Um, but two, having had the opportunity to really step in um, and grow it, I think that they'll be, if anything, so incredibly excited for you to, to keep going with that and knowing that you have put someone in to fill your shoes that you trust and that you love that can actually show up and be more present than maybe yeah. you would have been because true. it's true because I like you, like I said, after work, you know, you're just or in between sometimes patients, I have to respond to yeah. calls or, and you're just pulled in a thousand different directions. So right. you can't do, you know, like I said, show up as a hundred. Um, right. That's true. You know. So yeah. So you get to take time in the next kind of two months, but, uh, <laughs> but you're, you've built such an incredible, incredible company. If that's where your heart is singing and shining, then yeah. you know what I say, I say you step in, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Because I can only imagine like if you were able to fully, because you're still held back, like you still have the reins on because you have this practice, but if you didn't have that, yeah, true, you would catapult this company into like I can't even imagine what other like flavors would be popping, what other like gift boxes and things, like I said, and then flossing is already fun with your company, but I don't know. I just think you'd have everyone, everyone that's not the little percentage that isn't on your floss train would be, you know, and you could really, like I said, impact so many more um, by having it be, like I said, twofold because you know, your sister is there and present, which is incredible, but add you to that, forget it. (laughs) It would be. Thanks, Jessica. Catherine would be very happy that we had this conversation. <laughs> I support you. I support you a hundred. So, um, but yeah, with especially showing up for the, you know, your team members and your people and you have the dental knowledge. So mm-hmm. like you kind of are that CEO that has to speak to the teeth and all of the things. And if you're, if you're speaking to your patients and in the op, like for the company, they're like, where is our woman? <laughs> It's true. It's you know, true. For yeah. sure. But is there anything you want to share with like everybody, um, just kind of about Coco Floss and 
anything we kind of missed or didn't touch on? Um, I mean, um, well, I guess, I don't know, I think it's just so important for people to realize that it's not really normal to have cavities. <laughs> when you have a cavity, it means something's amiss. Like, yeah, we shouldn't expect to have cavities, basically. Like, I know they're really common, and certainly there are great doctors, you know, like us who could fix them. But ideally, we want people to, you know, understand like, how, how to take care of their own mouths so that they're not going to need the drilling filling. Because, you know, as much, okay, so you and I, I, I'm in the same page with you. I love the, like, the um, cosmetic aesthetic part of dentistry. I love making smells more beautiful. I love doing Invisalign. I love making things look perfect. Yep. Um, but it's, you know, if I have to, like, drill and fill, like, your back molar, like, you're not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. There's right. no one happy about this. The assistant's right. not happy about this. Yep. So it's like, that's not fun for us, right? Like we do it because we have to, but like, you know, I know like sometimes people like they villainize the dentist, like, you know, like, they, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, we have to be on the half of the jaw, like open really wide and super awkward. And um, yeah, that's just not fun. So I would love um, to see our culture, like start to understand, like, you know, like I, you, each one of us have the ability to like, you know, make small changes, shifts in behavior to help, you know, turn, shift the balance um, so that we're having fewer caries and a little less gum disease. Um, and that way, like dentists like you and me could also do the dentistry that we love because we want to make things prettier and more beautiful and more functional. Um, okay. And it's, yeah, caries control isn't the most fun. Maybe that's your next thing is like you stepping into training teams about how to make flossing fun because where I think it is amiss mm -hmm. or what we hear from people, the reason why they don't like it either, nobody wants to have, I think, but they like someone, you know, when it comes to flossing, like the hygienists that are saying, you know, you don't floss, you're not flossing, you must floss. Like, mm -hmm. Going, that's not going to work. That's yeah. not going to work. Um, if anything, it's going to make them not want to floss more, you know, because right. they, like, I'll just come to my next cleaning and it'll be great. But if there could be a positive shift mm -hmm. and you can make it fun, you know, the, the why, like I said, but you speak it so eloquently. And if practices can learn how to make flossing fun and make it a floss party. Like for, you know, here I'm always like swearing all day, like make it yeah. a party. Dentistry does not have to be so freaking hard. And right. you know, like we just said, they don't like it. We don't like it. You know, the negativity is definitely there. Um, you know, sometimes, like I said, just the energy, you can feel the heavy energy and yeah. I think we can change that. I really believe that yeah. we can make things better and more fun. Yeah. Everybody. So true. And so part of that cleaning visit could be like incorporating, you know, I think every office, I already said it, every office should have coca floss in it. Um, whether you sell it or give it away, do your thing, but you need to have coca floss. You have little coca flosses, you have big coca flosses, you have every color flavor, it covers all bases, but figure out a plan to, you know, not just, oh, suddenly we've got coca floss and tell your patients, okay, we've got this great floss. It's $8 and 50, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't fly. You need to have the story behind it. And like I said, and explain it and speak to it with enthusiasm, which also means you need to floss with it yourself to make sure that you, like I said, <laughs> that you get this product, <laughs> which is amazing. Okay. So, you know, maybe you can help like 
in this is something to think about because I think that's something huge that's missing is for hygienists. So do some kind of training in that regard. Yeah. And like that, like, just like you just said, like, they're not, they're not normal. And so if we can make flossing fun for you, like with this amazing product, like, let's do it. Let's do the flossing challenge, you know, and, and then we'll circle back and, you know, and then try a different flavor or whatever, but yeah. make it fun. Make right. It fun. Totally. Yeah. Healthier patients are, are better for everyone. Right. Exactly. So, and I agree with you. Flossing is right up there and it's the one thing that nobody the one and only thing, like I said, that people probably do not do because they do definitely, for the most part, <laughs> brush <laughs> most of them. Yeah. Um, right. And the, the flossing component is missing. And you could also, like right now, especially um, where most people are working from home, they like now it's like Visalign, such a good time, right? For people mm -hmm. that are, I've always been like, oh, I don't know, even though you cannot see it. But like now is right. a great time where people are home because everyone before is like, oh, I'm too busy to floss. Give me a break, right? <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe now's a, a better time for people because they're a little bit more relaxed um, and can give more time to yeah. think. So. Yeah. They should be people should be brushing after lunch too. They're eating at home and they have their own bathroom. So yeah, right. I agree yeah. too. I know. Just have to, like I said, it's all about making it fun, which you do with your company um, Koga floss. I am trying to think if there's anything else because there's just so much. Um, let's see. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, you guys, like when you're talking to your patients, I mean, not only is it like the vegan gluten-free, it's like whitening infused with coconut oil, uh, antimicrobial vegan. I mean, I just check, 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 check. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you haven't used it clinically, um, I, I, any clinicians here who are listening, try it with disclosing solution. It's really fun. Um, you disclose patient's plaque, you know, rinse, and then it, yeah, everything's purple and pink, right? And then go ahead and you do the C-shaped flossing technique and actually do it with something ordinary like Glide and then do it again with Kugel Floss and you will see like the difference. It's so much fun. Um, Kugel Floss just like wipes the plaque off. Whereas when you put something in like Glide, um, nothing really happens. So, and that for the patient, that's like a huge aha moment. They're watching the mirror while you're showing them flossing technique. And they're, if you show them with like a slippery floss, they're like, what is the point of this? Like, you want me to do this? Why? And it hurts. Um, then you do it with Kugel floss and it's like, oh, wow, there's this aha moment. It's like, wow, the plot, the, the plot just like wipes away. So and I have a taste of strawberry. Thanks. So exactly. much. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that you shared yeah. that. That's so good. Yeah. That's an amazing it's true too. I mean, plaque doesn't smell good. So when you finish um, a hygiene appointment with Kugel floss, it smells great. Um, but I, in my practice, I use Coco Floss for everything. I use it for, you know, seeding crowns and finishing class two composites. If I see any part of the Coco Floss snag, that means that my um, margin isn't smooth enough. So it, it's been a great diagnostic tool. I, I once had a patient like, you know, come in for an emergency visit because he said, oh, your floss got stuck in between my teeth, you know. Actually, this has happened more than once now. Um, and it's like, okay, like, I'm so sorry. I felt like I'm sweating. Like, oh my gosh, my neck walk up in between my teeth. You're coming right now. I'll fix it. You know, let me take a look. Yeah. And both times it was, um, it was a broken composite. One of them was a class three. One of them was a class two broken composite. It's like, well, thank you, Coco Floss, for helping alert me of this problem. Because otherwise, I don't know that another floss would be able to pick that up. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. One more thing about Coco Floss. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my gosh. I'll yeah. That's really good. I'll talk to 
like my hygienist about that and start doing that. Yeah, like if they find areas that where the floss is snagging, it's a good thing to like, hey, you know, doctor, take a look at this because it shouldn't really snag. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for, for being here. Like I said, I'm so, so excited to just watch your journey and like I said, where you're going with this incredible company. Um, how can people find you? Um, we're on Instagram at getcocofloss. Um, we also have a small YouTube presence. Um, just search cocofloss. Uh, on Facebook, it's Love Coco Floss, um, but generally to find us, go to cocofloss.com and you can um, see all the gift sets that Jessica mentioned. Um, and every season we come out with new things, like this holiday we'll have um, all of our endangered species um, gift sets. And um, really excited about Valentine's Day coming up. Every, every oh, holiday we have something new. Yes, Valentine's is my favorite. That is my favorite, <laughs> favorite holiday ever. Okay, well, so I'm going to like the heart box, like hearts and... <laughs> pink and red. Oh my gosh. And you guys, the, to gift this, um, box, it's behind her. Eventually I'm going to make these, I was saying into like YouTube <laughs> videos so you can see them. But, um, for right now, since you're only listening to us, I see the box behind her head that I've been looking at the entire time. It is incredible. Amazing. It is like a piece of artwork. Someone would want to literally showcase just the box. Like, you know, I'm using the floss and the box, you get all of it. It's just so incredible. But definitely stay tuned and maybe get on, hop on um, their email list for all of the new things because yes, there's always so much fun to be had. You're so innovative. You're coming out with new fun things all the time. Um, like I said, that, that I'm always on top of and trying to, to be ahead <laughs> on um, as, as they roll out. So thank keep you. doing you and all of the amazing things you're doing. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jessica.